Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Armchair Survivalist. My name's Kurt Wilson. I'm the Armchair Survivalist, and today is March the 15th in the year 2020. All right, we're going to forego the minutia that I normally uh, tell you all about, you know, how to listen to me and my website. By the way, it is, it is armchairsurvivalist.com is the website for the show. SE1.us, Samuel Edwards, number one, SE1.us for the survival enterprises, for the business. We're going to forego everything else and just get into the show because it's, it's, it's increasing in how much data that I have to, to give to you guys. I'd mentioned to you last show about a interview that I found uh, between a guy named uh, uh, Bix Weir, uh, B-I-X-W-E-I-R, and Cliff High. And I, I was listening to this, to that uh, interview, and at the end, uh, Cliff broke up and, and started crying. Well, I, I uh, downloaded that show, and I finished editing it, and it's going to be played uh, at the end of my talking here. But I have so much information to give you that I don't even have time to, to, to uh, get to all of it. So we're going to get into it right now. We're going in the economy. The Department of the Economy here now. So the, the, the stock market was going crazy last week, literally yo-yo. And I've been telling everyone since the beginning of this to watch because that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, it would go down 2,000 points, up 1,000, down 900, up 115, up and down, up and down. Okay, you cannot have any predictability in any way, shape, or form for the market. The majority of the stock market now is being controlled by computers, and uh, the news came out on Friday that the commodities market, starting Monday, is going to be closed indefinitely. I have no idea what that's going to do. Now, if you watch the market and, and uh, precious metals, you know that gold and silver took a dump. I mean, I, I couldn't believe how far down it is. Well, nobody's explaining it anywhere on on uh, on the internet or on TV. Except, I turned TV on it. About 4 a.m. and I went to Bloomberg, and they were, they have different experts they, that pop up there. One guy who works in commodities he explained why gold and silver is taking a dump. What's what the big investors do is they they do what's called buying on margin, and it's kind of like this. Let's say that IBM is a hundred dollars a share, and I think it's going to go up in about 30 days. So you, it's a 30 day note that we do basically. It's a loan. And I say, okay, I got $5,000. I want $10,000 of IBM, and I'll pay you the balance in 30 days. See, you're you're thinking that, okay, stock's going to double or triple, so I'll be able to easily pay this difference. So now, this past week, and next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, all of these notes are coming due. And they don't have the cash. So what these large investors are doing... They're dumping, dumping gold and silver. Gold's lost over $100 an ounce in the past week. Silver's down. I mean, it was, I was, I had some for sale and I was selling it. It was 18 an ounce. Now it's down to $14.60 an ounce, something like that. Any of you investors out there want to buy silver, now is the time. This is a dip. This is a massive dip. I don't know how long it's going to stay this way, but these people are dumping their, their as much gold and silver as they can so they're not destroyed in the stock market. When the margin comes due, they'd best have the money or they'll never be able to invest again. Well, the Federal Reserve, as they've been doing because our banks are insolvent, have been pumping trillions of dollars into the banks so that the, the, the banks can borrow money overnight 
and uh, pay it back the next day. It, it's not. It's not working. It's. It's getting so bad. In the past week, they put in one point seven five trillion dollars. See, that's the. That's the thing about the Federal Reserve. It's not real money. It's somebody pushing a keyboard, just like my little laptop here. You know, I. I pushed four or five keys here, and well, there's twenty thousand dollars. It's on a screen. It's not in your pocket. But this is what they're doing. In fact, they do it to such a degree that the Federal Reserve can buy anything that they want because it's not real money. They're just putting key strokes into the computer. And you know our treasuries. Now, these are the bonds that foreign nations usually buy because the in the investment, the initial investment is backed by the U.S. government. It's like they have a five-year Treasury is called five year, ten year, thirty year, the different different lengths. The thirty year one is below half a percent. It's not even worth buying anymore. So the Federal Reserve is going to start buying them. They're going to buy everything that they can get their hands on. I don't know if what limits they're they're going to impose on themselves, but that here's a group of individuals who are not even monitored by the U.S. government, and most people, in fact, the government doesn't even know who's in the Federal Reserve. And they make the money up, and now they're going to be buying the government. Uh, as I guess that's normal. Anyway, oil itself, oil plunged. This past week has been worse than even Black Friday in uh, 1829 or Black Tuesday. I don't know. Pick a day. It was black in one day or another. It, it, something goes, goes wrong somewhere in the stock market, and it seems. Well, uh, Russia and, and Saudi Arabia are basically at war with each other pertaining to the cost of oil or selling oil. A few weeks ago, oil was above $50 a barrel. It closed Friday at about $32 a barrel. And what's happening is Russia and Saudi Arabia are working against each other, but they're also trying to destroy the oil uh, production in the United States. See, it costs United States pumping companies, drillers, about $55 a barrel to break even. So obviously, when it's selling at $31 a barrel, they're losing money. They're not drilling right now. Of course, Trump was smart. He comes out and he says, we're going to refill uh, the National Reserve, the the uh, you know the stock market, uh, not the stock market, the stock, uh, our national stocks of, of uh, oil. We're going to refill it because it's cheap now. Okay, this is one to buy, cheap. 75% of companies surveyed reported that they were having disruptions in the supply chain due to the, the uh, uh, Wuhan virus. We haven't had any yet. Uh, well, actually, we have. It's survival enterprises. And the only thing that we're having trouble getting right now are some of the uh, immune protection uh, products that we sell because larger agencies than me are buying more and more of certain things. I don't want to tell you what they are. Now, let's see. Uh, Apple's going to close all of its stores worldwide. All of them all of them are closing. You know, I heard something the other day. I heard it on a rumor line Friday that Bill Gates was totally stepping away from Microsoft. No longer have his thumb in the pie ever. But I couldn't find any verification. Verification came out Saturday that Bill Gates is stepping away from Microsoft. Now, I talked to you, I think it was last week, about how CEOs and and people in high position are starting to uh, retire and disappear, literally. And I had a website last week on my uh, 
my page, armchairsurvivalist.com, on the show notes page, that listed all of the CEOs and presidents and such that were disappearing. And this is kind of strange that Gates would want to disappear now. Dick Sporting Goods. Now, you remember Dick Sporting Goods, the one that hates America and he, he hates guns, uh, black guns. So uh, he's anti-Second Amendment, and he came out really loud and proud that he was no longer going to carry any of them evil black guns. And then he came out and said, well, hell, let's get rid of all the guns. What they haven't told you yet. I have a friend of mine that works for Dick's, and he said that Dick's supermarket has gone feminist. And that's, he said that's a, that's a nice word that he can use because they want nothing more to do with anything that has to do with men. They want to make everything in their stores gender neutral. Men fish. They're getting rid of all of the fishing equipment in all Dick's super, uh, supermarket sporting goods. You know, I keep saying Dick's supermarket because when I was a kid, that was the supermarket. Dick's supermarket. They didn't have big box stores. So they're getting rid of the uh, fishing equipment. They've already gotten rid of most of the hunting gear. They don't even, they're not even going to carry holsters or ammunition at all. They're getting rid of everything in any way, shape, or form that would somebody would look at and say, oh, that's a man's toy. They just, they're getting rid of all of that. Dick Soup. All right. Now you got me going with Dick Supermarket. Okay. Well, there's another name for Dick Sporting Goods, but I don't want to use that in the public venue. But that'll help me remember if I did by accident. But anyway, Dick's Sporting Goods. So they're getting rid of everything that has anything in any way, shape, or form to do with the mail. So in other words, they're just going to have uh, camping gear. Because, you know, women camp. Men don't camp. Women camp. And and uh, sports equipment. That's it. So that's what Dick's Sporting Goods is doing. So in other words... Dick Sporting Goods is going to end up just like J.C. Penney's when they start catering to sexual psychotics and Democrats and communists and people who don't like males. They usually end up going out of business. Another file was accidentally put on the on the uh, cloud uh, and uh, then accidentally hacked, and it was. A unsecured database. This is so stupid. 70, over 76,000 fingerprints. Not just the fingerprints, but who they belong to and all that good stuff. All right, so that was stolen. Now, i got to tell you something. I just got a letter from the, from the uh, Census Bureau. Now, we know every cloud's hacked. Everything, every big business has been hacked. We see it every single day something new pops up. So guess where the deep state wants us to fill out the census form? Remember when the government was was, uh, going to start keeping data on either Google's or Microsoft's cloud or Amazon's cloud? I forgot all one of those three. Well, they ended up actually signing a contract. That contract was for this U.S. Census. So they want you to go online and they're going to want you to put on their cloud your name, your address, your phone number, all of your personal identification and then they'll probably end off saying, trust us, this is safe. Nobody can ever get this. Well, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't go on the internet. I don't have a computer. So I'm, I guess I can't fill out the census unless they mail it to me. The last census, they gave me this thing that was like 11 pages. And I'm not going to fill that out. That's not required by the, by the Constitution. They're required to know how many people live at a certain address. That's it. 
So I didn't fill any of that stuff out. And then finally, this nice old lady with, with two poodles shows up at the house and uh, tells me that I have to fill this form out. And she sh- I said, I'm not doing that big one. She goes, let's do the small one then. So she, st- she asked me my name. I gave her my name. She asked me how old I was. I told her how old I was. And I, and I said, you didn't ask me my address. She goes, well, I got that written down. I said, well, then we're done because there's only three things you need. And I wished her a good day and went inside. So they're going to create another CF for, you know what that is? Well, just turn to the guy next to you and ask him, what's a CF with this new census? We'll see what happens with that. Now we're going to go directly into the Wuhan virus part. First two things that I'm always going to talk about until this is done with itself is number one and number two. Number one is that this virus can spread by people who are not symptomatic. So when you hear somebody go, yeah, I just got back from England. I got just got back from New York. I just got back from Italy. I just got back, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not sick. Uh, number one, that person's an idiot and you shouldn't be around him anyway. Number two, that person is probably infected. And it takes anywhere from the, the Stanford University, Yale University, half a dozen different labs. They don't know how long it takes. It takes anywhere from two days to nine days, basically, for people to become symptomatic. And number two, there is a 24-day incubation period. So this person could be sick for up to 24 days. It doesn't mean that they're uh, spreading it. It It just means that it can take up to 24 days before somebody who's been infected shows up. Now, you know how I call this a Wuhan virus, and I've been calling it that for a long time? Well, Mike... Pompeo comes out, Pompeo, and says the same thing, says it's the Wuhan virus. Well, it is, because that's where it came from. And, of course, the communists in in the House are screaming and whining about how racist uh, uh, we are all. uh, All of us uh, Republicans are racist because we use the term Wuhan virus or virus, that virus from China or some other garbage like that. Okay, so cases are starting to climb. Now, I told you before a couple things. One... Nowhere in the world are you, are you going to see when they say, oh, this somebody died, two people died, five people died, 30 people died. You're not going to see their name, and you're not going to see their ethnicity. And there's a reason behind that. And then I, last week, I had a link, and I showed it to you and told you about it, where a doctor had discovered uh, that this virus that I call the Wuhan virus is actually dedicated to Chinese RNA. It's, it's attacking Asians only. As, as a killer virus to make you sick, it'll attack everyone. And the only time that anyone's going to die is if they're uh, very old, their immune system's massively compromised, they have two or more medical problems at one time. But they don't want you to know that the majority of deaths worldwide are Asian-based. And, and the cases can, oh, and, and the point is, is that this, uh, they're, they're talking about how in New Jersey, the first patient in New Jersey decided to speak out, and he took a little video of himself. He's Chinese. He comes from China. He's a U.S. citizen, but he comes from China, and you, you can tell he's in heavy accent in the whole, whole nine yards, and he's saying that this is, this is bad. Uh, I'm, I'm getting worse every day. Now, all of these links I have, there's too many of them for me to put them in order like I normally do. So I apologize for that. But all I can do is read them and they're not even in order. CBS headquarters was evacuated. Now, two things happened this week. Monday morning, 
because uh, I watch CBS at, at uh, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. CBS comes out and says, Gail King is uh, n- not here. That's all they said. Usually, it would be Gail King's off, or Gail King is in New York uh, at a meeting, or she's at the White House, or something like that. All they said was, Gail King's not here. And we are at our new studios in Washington, D.C., because our other ones have been infected. So you figure with that, you know, maybe those two are together somehow. Because still Friday, Gail King's not here. The Chinese, and this is stupid as hell, but expected. And I was wondering how long it would take for this. The Chinese government is now coming out and, and blaming America, saying this is a disease that was created by America and brought to the Wuhan market by a U.S. soldier, as if there's any U.S. soldiers in China. So the the government is doing that big time. And, of course, so our, our mainstream media is, is trying to create uh, some some conspiracy ideas that the U.S. government tried to attack China. Now, except uh, the, the first doctor to discover this virus in China has been trying to get it, the information out, and this was done this was done months ago. So she it's a woman, and she's been trying to get the information out. Well, the uh, the censors have been shutting her down. The internet censors have been shutting her down, trying to stop her from from saying anything, from doing anything. Well, all the, the hackers in China are protecting her so that the story can get out. Well, let's see. Yes, yeah, she's, it's, it's been passed around the internet in English, French, Hebrew, Farsi, Morse code, and, and Elvish, and Klingon. So they're getting this out all over the place, the fact that it started in that area and when it started. Let's see. Congressional workers first to test positive for coronavirus in the Congress. Yeah, so this is one of the workers. And by the way, there's a lot of closings. Broadway shutting down. Coachella is going to postpone, and that was in Rolling Stone. Congress is shutting the U.S. Capitol House and Senate office buildings to the public. NCAA March Madness basketball games are all canceled. Oh, let's see. The entire country of Denmark quarantine itself like Italy did. And it's not just Harvard doing this, but almost all uh, colleges are telling their students, after you've had your fun at uh, at the Easter break, stay home. And let's see. Uh, oh, L.A. Los Angeles School District is closing all schools. As if anybody would notice. Except now there's going to be more thugs on the street. The NBA suspends this season. There was this guy, he was a piece of work, literally. My grandfather would have called him an inner city piece of gutter trash. And he was just another elitist black guy who discovered that he was tall and can throw a basketball. So he's he's mocking all of this and saying, this is just something that the white guy created just to hold us down and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? He goes and does a interview, and you've seen the NBA interviews. You know, it's a table, and a tablecloth on it, and a microphone or ten microphones, and and whoever they're interviewing is sitting there talking. So he's sitting there talking, giving everyone a bunch of crap, and then he gets up and he goes walking off, and then he quick he comes back and he fondles everything, he touches everything, the microphone, this tablecloth, the chair, and then he runs off. Two days later, that idiot comes down with the virus, and the NBA suspend, suspends all. Of the uh, the whole the whole season, Pearl Jam is uh, postponing tour. Sorry about that, guys. 
San Francisco bans large events due to uh, this coronavirus. Of course, they're not going to go and clean up the human crap all over the sidewalk. Uh, Spain declares a national state of alarm. And then the government said that's not enough because things are doubling like every 12 hours. So they locked down Spain. Spain is locked down. Norway is uh, shutting down. Trump halted air traffic between the EU and USA. I just got notification that travel ban now extends to the UK and Ireland. So all of the EU is blocked from coming into the United States. Denmark, Poland, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic closed their borders. I would like any of these idiots out there who think this is just like the normal flu to take a look at everything that's happening all over the world and say that again. You know, on one hand, anybody can see that this is creating a lot of fear amongst everyone. But the other thing is that the stock market would not be reacting like it is if there was not a a modicum of reality in this, at least. And the world wouldn't be reacting like this if there wasn't truth in this problem. And it's, it's, there's so much, it's ridiculous. There's so much more data here. I'm going to give you some more. Uh, Research has discovered that this, the coronavirus, this uh, Wuhan virus can remain in the air for three hours. Now, they're just shy of saying that this is airborne. But they are saying that the virus can remain in the air if it's still air. And if it's humid air, it can stay out there for another three hours. The problem with the Wuhan virus, it's it's over 10 times more lethal than the normal seasonal flu. A District of Columbia priest who shook hands with 500 people at communion. That's no surprise. He has the virus. Uh, the prob- there's a problem in Southeast Asia. They have the dengue fever there. Well, that the dengue fever emulates the uh, Wuhan virus, so they can't keep. They don't. They're not getting good uh, numbers. They don't know what's going on. The, uh, the Department of Homeland Security uh, outlines new entrance requirements. Now, I get briefings from the DHS and all the divisions. And some of them I keep, some of them I don't. Everything that I'm talking to you about, obviously, the links are going to be on my show note page. Yesterday, there were four states that didn't have any infections in them. Idaho and Montana were two of them. On Saturday, every state in the union has certified infected people in them with with the Wuhan uh, virus. And that includes Idaho. And, And guess where it started? Oh, a woman was in New York, in the area where all the uh, the infections are right now, and flew back to Boise. Now, let's see. Uh, I, Iran, they're Muslims, so they're, they're pretty much wacko. But you're, when your religious leader comes out and says, you know, if you drink this, you won't die from the disease. Whatever this is. In India, they're saying drink cow urine. In Iran, they said drink this special alcohol. It's medicine, you know. It's not really alcohol. So they did it. A bunch of them did. And unfortunately, it was really poor moonshine is what they were drinking. And at least two dozen of them have died from alcohol poisoning because of it. And speaking of Iran, I get these videos. I I go on the dark net and find things and look at things and And usually the stuff I find, the world doesn't find out about it or doesn't want to tell anyone about it for three to five days. 
I found a video that was taken covertly in Iran. First, I saw a satellite picture of an Iranian uh, graveyard. And there was some new work out there. And they had dug about a dozen trenches. And these are about 10 feet wide by 300 feet long. And they're all about three or four feet deep. So the conjecture is those are just for mass graves. Well, until I saw a video of them actually filling one of them in, in Iran. They're actually, they're lying when they say they've only only four or 500 or what is it now, 619 people have died in Iran. No, it takes more than that to fill up one of those ditches. There wasn't one of these Islamic, now some of these things I don't know where to put. You know, I, I don't know if I want to put it into under Wuhan category or Islam category. So I'm just going to throw them all here if they have anything to do with the, the virus. There was a there was a uh, scholar, Islamic scholar, and he had come out and he had said that this this virus was Allah's punishment uh, to uh, the Christians. Well, he's got the disease. A thing came out; it was leaked out from Italy. Uh, I'll have a copy of it. It's 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 in Italy, but this uh, I can't read the whole thing to you. You know, most of this stuff is not it's not happy stuff in any way, shape, or form. This doctor doctor is saying. You, you have no clue. You have no clue of how bad it is here. And it's and this is just the start. And this is what they keep saying. You can read this thing. I'll have it posted. The Italian hospitals are, are rationing health care. The only way you can stay alive if you get this disease and your immune system is, is compromised, you have to be put on a breather. You have to have a machine breathe for you, and it has to be adjusted perfectly. Well, for every hundred people right now that go into a hospital in Italy that need that that service, only one can get it. So what the doctors have to do is say, well, this guy's, let's see, this is the oldest patient we have. No, he's going to just let him die. Here's another old one. You're going to let him die. Here's one that has so much problems. It's going to take three people at a time to work on him. Just let him die. So they're actually rationing the health care and determining who's going to live and who's going to die. You know what gets me is every time any country, including ours, decides to do a lockdown, they give a two or three day warning. What the hell is that about? That's like saying, please spread the disease. Leave now. So that's what happened in Italy. They, they, they come out and they said that we're going to lock down the country. And people said, okay, we're getting the hell out now. Italy suspended mortgage payments during this. That's one good thing. Now, this story is why we can't protect ourselves in the United States. And it's the same thing worldwide. People have lost the, the whole concept of societal responsibility. So this guy gets on a plane from New York to Florida. A jet blue passenger plane, a little hop hop jet. And while he's on the plane, the guy next to him reads a text that he's holding in his hand. This this guy's holding his phone, and this guy next to him reads his text where it says, "Yes, you you are positive." So this guy thought he might be positive with the virus. Went and got a test, and then didn't hang around for the results. Got on a plane, flew to Florida. So he knew. That he was positive, or possibly positive. Anyway, he's been banned for life. I hope from all pl- passenger planes, but uh, just uh, United Airlines banning him. And here is 
Here is a real example of stupid. Because this comes from China, and because Chinese are carrying it, and because people are getting upset about that, the mayor of Florence in Italy, and this is before the, the outbreak hit, encouraged everyone to hug a Chinaman. So he would send Chinese males and Chinese females out into different areas and have them hold a sign that says, show you're not racist, hug me. I wonder how many of those people are still alive. Well, let's see. The mayor of Miami tests positive for the Wuhan virus. Uh, Montana has uh, four cases in there. The thing about this, about all viruses, we'll just talk United States, because we all know that people, don't they don't give a damn. They, it'll never happen to them. Uh, it's not as bad as they think, blah, blah, blah. The problem is, is that because of this, you're not going to be able to protect yourself 100%. No matter how much you try, somewhere in the chain is going to be a human who didn't care. And so what if he might be sick, you know, and it doesn't matter. He doesn't need to wash his hands that often. That's ridiculous. That's taking it too far. And he might touch a button that you touch an hour later. There's almost no way that you're going to protect yourself. It's a pretty much given fact that all Americans or everyone in the United States is going to be exposed to the Wuhan virus. The thing that all of the doctors have said, and I've watched CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, I mean, you name it, I've watched them, and they've had doctors on, and they've all said the same thing. You've got to wash your hands as often as possible. Don't touch your face. You're responsible for yourself. Don't do anything stupid. Let's say that you're in downtown Seattle and there's going to be a basketball game. And so you decide you're going to go. That's called doing something stupid. Don't go into giant crowds. Don't go into big crowds. Don't go into where you have people that you know are trash and that don't care about anyone else. And this is the best thing that you can do is to to, to protect yourself is to don't do anything stupid. But just because you get sick doesn't mean you did something stupid. It just means that you somehow came into possession of the virus. You just have to keep doing the things that you can do to protect yourself as best as you can. We Like at the store here, I have an, uh, an ionizer going 24-7. It goes into the air and it, it uh, puts out ozone, which kills all known pathogen. I have that thing going all the time. I have our handy guard spray. I use it maybe every two hours. I put some on my hand. I go wash my hands. I put some on my hands. We ask Clorox wipes. We wipe down the counters and the doors and the handles and buttons and everything you, anybody will touch uh, at least twice a day. And you can do the same thing. You know, take care of yourself. Think ahead. If you see somebody coughing and sneezing, get away from them. And if you see somebody coughing and sneezing and not covering their face, give them crap. They need it. They should have been taught better. Uh, New York firefighters will not respond to uh, any any uh, Wuhan virus calls. If you call and say I'm sick, I need to go to a doctor, they're not going to show up there. They're going to they're going to call um, health department, have them show up. And this is another point that I find being made everywhere I go. Every news news aggregator, every news source, every expert, they're all saying the same thing. 
If you think this is panic, you haven't seen anything yet. I'm in Coeur d'Alene. The Costco here has is being packed. I mean massively packed. The more, each day it gets worse and worse. Now, there's a lot of stores that aren't packed, but Costco seems to be like a magnet, you know, like a, a light for, for, for moths. So there is panic occurring, and the panic you can see on the stock market, the panic you can see in your stores, and in people coming in, we see it with people coming in the store here, and we can help them a little bit and and tell them what to, where else to go and what else to get. But this is the tip of the iceberg, and these are the same things that everybody is saying out there. This is the tip of the iceberg. It's going to get worse, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. So realize that. But realize, you know, the Earth has gone through this thousands and thousands of times you know we'll make it out the other end but you need to pay attention to the fact that it's it's not just physically emotionally and mentally it's also your neighbors people around you you have to be aware that when somebody is freaking out and thinking that their life is threatened they will do anything to maintain their life the basic push for all living creatures is survival so you're seeing pictures all over the internet about guys getting into fights over toilet paper, uh, getting stabbed because they took the last Clorox bottle. I mean, it goes, it goes crazy. Be aware all the time. When you're around people, a lot of them are not normal because they've allowed this to affect them in a manner to where they're no longer in control of what they're doing. Their fear has taken over. Don't let yourself be one of them. Well, let's see. Justin Trudeau's wife tested positive. According to Russia, they've had no recorded uh, coronavirus, uh, Wuhan virus uh, victims at all. It hasn't gotten to Russia. Well, Russia shut down all their, all of their uh, borders everywhere. So, but then again, you know, you, we're talking about a communist nation that lies. So, <laughs> who knows? We've, if if a guy gets the disease and dies, it'll, they'll probably claim indigestion. There was a uh, there's a gun shop in San Gabriel Valley. I know it, <clears throat> and it's owned by a Chinese guy who is selling guns like crazy to all the Asians in the area. They're buying. They they know what's going to happen. He in an interview he said, "We know what's happening. We know that the Asians are going to be blamed for this. We know eventually it's going to happen." So. They're buying guns like crazy. Now, in Saudi Arabia, if you show up there driving in or flying in and, and you don't and you lie to them about where you come from, where you've been, blah, blah, blah. Oh, if you if you have a fever and you tell them you don't, well, they'll fine you one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars. A staffer and Senator Maria Cantwell's District of Columbia's office test positive. Of course, she immediately blamed Trump. That's standard. Starbucks confirms one of their uh, workers had uh, the Wuhan virus. You've got to... Uh, it's a given, especially at Starbucks. And this was in Seattle, anyway. Starbucks has people from all range and forms of life come in there all the time. I would not go into any Starbucks at all. 
you've got to be careful where you're going. You got to you got to realize that things are just at the tip of the iceberg right now. State of emergency declared in Oregon. Now, this is something that I thought was very astute. There's an article about how stupid people are, and they're they're uh, they're going to die of starvation, but they're going to be surrounded with toilet paper. And you've heard it and seen it, and you've you've seen the videos and all of this people going in and buying, you know, twenty cans of soup and a uh, hundred rolls of toilet paper. Okay, so all right, I understand that, and people have asked me about that. I said, look, not everybody eats canned ravioli, but everybody craps, so everybody needs toilet paper. Well, they do when they don't. The the um, and and this is true in. Muslim countries, they don't use toilet paper. Um, let's just say Muhammad had an anal fixation, and he wanted them to make sure their their bottom was very clean after they defecated. So that's why if a Muslim ever shakes your hand with his left hand or ever hands you food or anything with his left hand, it's a massive insult. And feel free to knock him on their butt. Because they wipe their butt with their left hand. Granted, they use the majority of them use this uh, this this thing. It's called a loda, L O T A, and basically it's a bo- it's a bottle or a container with water in it. And after they're done doing their their doo doo, uh, they will put their hand down there and they will pull water on it while your while their hand is cleaning it off, washing it off with water. Okay, this is. And that's an oversimplification of it, but that's the reality of it, is that Muslims wipe with their left hand. And those of them that are left-handed, their whole life is destroyed. Anyway, this is something, they they don't use toilet paper. Okay, that's that's the main thing, I, the takeaway here, okay? The other thing is, this is why we're having more and more uh, salmonella and listeria uh, infections in the United States, because not only do we have... Mexicans and South Americans who have no concept of hygiene handling our food supply, the slaughterhouses, the uh, picking our fruit and and the like. But we also have now uh, an extensive amount of Muslims in the food supply. Yes, they wash their hands after they wash their bum, but that doesn't get it all out because they've got to get back to work. All right, so anyway, so what the thing is is that only the quote-unquote Christian nations use use toilet paper. In fact, a lot of places that would be considered a Christian nation don't use toilet paper. They have bidets, B-I-D-E-T, bidet, which is basically a fountain in the toilet that washes you off. It's something to think about. I don't want to get into it, but you can. I was just doing a little bit of checking on a bidet, and you can buy toilet seats replacements that the seat is heated, it will squirt out heated water to wash you off with, and then it has warm, heated air that comes out and dries you off. You know, before I die, I I want to try that. (laughs) But that's something, think about that. You you won't ever have to use toilet paper. You have a bidet, and most of them, uh, the, the heated ones, the only only time, only ones that use electricity are the ones that are heated. Most of them just use normal water. Of course, it depends where you live. That water could be ice cold. But it's a very simple attachment. 
And then when you're done doing whatever you do, you just press this button and it controls the, the, the pressure and the angle, something like that. And it washes you off. And then you can just sit there and drip dry or finish up with whatever you're going to finish up. So th- this idea of people freaking out with toilet paper is, is ridiculous. And on top of the thing, remember any of you who've had a baby and used real diapers, you know, cloth diapers. So what do you do with them? Well, some people use a service, right? They throw everything in a big container and the service picks it up every other day or something. But when I was a kid, all growing up on reservation and every place else that I lived, the babies, they'd have diapers and they'd clean them up, roll the diapers up, put them in a a bucket or a five-gallon bucket with a lid that had bleach water in it. And every other day or every day, somebody would take all of that, rinse it all off, and wash them out and hang them to dry on the line. So all you have to do is go out and buy some real fabric diapers, not the ones with the absorbent pad in the middle of them. I mean, just the cheap diapers. And you cut them down to where that they're, they're, you, you make little squares that are probably about six inches by six inches or eight by eight. And you sew three of those together. Let's put them on top of each other, sew them together. There's your, type, your, your toilet paper. You have a pile of those. You use it. Put it in that bucket. And then it gets washed later on. So that's, you know, a little bit of a little bit of common sense here. You don't have to freak out on toilet paper. I had a phone call from a friend of mine, by the way, who buys probably 20 packages. And there's, I don't know what is in there, 50 rolls of toilet paper a month. He doesn't use that much. You know, some people collect stamps. What, what, do, you, what do you know? You know, this guy's he, he, he's got a whole room full of toilet paper. I think he's gonna. He thinks he's gonna open a store soon. I saw this cartoon where this there's a this woman driving slowly down down this street in the dark in Chicago, and she pulls up to this this uh, kid who's standing on the street corner and he's got this this uh, overcoat on, and she pulls up and whispers something to him and he opens the overcoat and there's like four rolls of toilet paper hanging there and she points to the one in the middle hands him a twenty dollar bill and he gives it to her and then she drives off. Let's see, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson test positive for coronavirus. They're filming a movie. So they're uh, they're staying away from everyone. The problem right now in the United States is that the cases are doubling in less than 48 hours. That's a sign that this is really going crazy. It, it can't slow down. It's, it's, not, it's a physical impossibility. Unless, unless there are border restrictions going from state to state, this is not going to slow down. Let's see. The UK health minister tested positive. Uh, Walmart deploys new emergency leave policy for all employees. By the way, the president came out and he, and he had a, a, a speech the other day, and he was saying that Walmart, Walgreens, Target, there were five places, CVS, there were five big places. They're setting up drive-through testing right now. This is once he got, once Trump got the, the Center for Disease Control and all these laws that have been passed in the past twenty years out of the way, he can go forward fast and get things set up and get things going. And that's what he's doing. 
So he said, we're, we're setting up testing all over these places. They got to get situated. They got to get the test kits out. But there's not going to be a problem. Uh, it's it's going to be paid for by the government. Don't worry about it. Well, we'll see how that goes. There, the, the problem with this this virus, and I've not seen this except in in uh, like Ebola, where it can go from no symptoms whatsoever to dead in a matter of hours. And this is being noticed in the Life Care Center in Kirkland, Washington. Life Care Centers are all over the United States. We've got one here in Hayden. But one of the people that works there was saying, look, we don't, we, we don't know what to do because somebody could be smiling at us having lunch and dead in two hours. Now, the people they have there are, are 80 years plus and uh, sick, having numerous diseases. But this is the problem that they're finding with that. There's, you know, it doesn't say that's going to happen to everyone. They're just saying that's what's happening there. There is a threshold of infections. You know, on day one you have ten infections. On on day two you have twenty three. On day four you have fifty six. Well, what's happening now is this: this is a chain reaction, and it's uh, this is what's happening in Washington. It's like. You have an arithmetic progression, which is one and one is two, two and one is three, three and one is four, and you have a geometrical progression. Two and two is four, four and four is eight, eight and eight is 16. That's what they have right now in Washington times two. Once an area hits this chain reaction outbreak threshold, nothing can stop it. It's, it's there. Literally nothing's going to stop it. The main thing that's going to stop this disease for everyone is if you keep yourself as healthy as possible. The majority of people that get this are going to, well, some aren't even going to notice. They'll just have a slightly runny nose for the afternoon. But the majority of people who get the Wuhan virus are going to be just think that they have a cold or, or a little flu or something. That's going to be the majority of them. Now, Cliff High is going to have more information about that and another explanation. And you'll hear that in a few minutes. Let's see. Washington State Department of Health in the state of Washington. The Wuhan virus has a 16% death ratio. So 16% out of people, out of everyone who's infected with it, has died. That doesn't mean everyone's going to be that way. Because in Washington, the people that are dying are all like over 80, 90, and numerous diseases. That White House uh, coronavirus expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, he's being grilled by the, uh, you know, the media. And, and he's, he's pretty good at it. He's pretty good at, at fighting them back and get, making them uh, understand exactly what's going on. And they, uh, they were all asking about how Italy's shutting down the country, how different places are shutting down different areas, and are we going to do that in the United States? And he, he looked at him, he said, it's not off the table. It's, so that means that's part of a plan in an emergency situation. And he said this whole thing could last up to two months. Now, I got a sneaking suspicion it's going to take a lot longer than that to go through all of this crap. It doesn't, it feels like it's been six months. But it's only been since, what, February. 
So we're we're a month and a half into this thing. A month and a half. The World Health Organization came out and said, all right, this is a pandemic. This is not just a bunch of different people getting sick in a few different countries. This is a pandemic. And this was in, uh, this was like, geez, three or four days ago they did this. So they come out and say it. You got to believe it. There's a pandemic going on. And again, like I'm saying, you, you got to balance all of this with some common sense. Do the best you can. Don't do stupid stuff. Get your body as healthy as possible. If you don't get enough sleep, well, get some sleep. Get some more sleep. You know, we've got we've got things here at Survival Enterprises that can help you sleep. We've got three or four different things that can help. It's not going to knock you out, but it's going to help you sleep more. Sleeping is where healing occurs. So you want to sleep. Get as much sleep as you can. Don't put yourself in stupid positions or situations. Well, you can put yourself in a stupid position. I don't care. Just don't film it. But pay attention to what's going on around you. Listen to people who know what they're talking about and ignore these morons. And I hate to put Rush Limbaugh in that category, but I am. Ignore these morons who keep saying, this is just a normal flu. Don't get upset. Okay, I I came across this interview with Cliff High. And I I have this edited, and I'm going to play it for you guys, but some of you don't know who Cliff High is, so I want to tell you. Cliff is an extremely intelligent man. He's massively intelligent and scary. He created something known as a web bot, B-O-T. Web bot is an internet bot. A com- it's a computer program. And it's supposed to be able to predict the future events, different events, by tracking keywords entered on the Internet. It was developed in 97, basically to predict stock market trends. The creator of the WebBot project, Cliff High, along with his associate, George Urey, kept the technology and algorithms secret and sell the predictions via their website. Now, I used to read, I used to get a copy of the, of, of the WebBot report, and I would decipher it and read it for my, my uh, audience, but I stopped doing that a couple years ago. He has about a 60% accuracy rating, which is scary, considering all he does, is t- and it's, it's a group of programs, he turns them loose on the internet, they go through and they check everything, everything people say, everything people ask for, all the answers that pop up, and they put them together and they come out with ideas of what things, what is going to happen. So I wouldn't take him as gospel. It's not like, oh, definitely everything is going to occur the way that it says, but I can tell you this, over the years, Cliff has got better and better at fine-tuning these algorithms so that some of the things that he picks up are almost, almost always correct. Not all of them, but unfortunately, enough of them. So if you have to get a piece of paper and pencil so you can write down some of the things he's saying, you really should. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Cliff High on for an emergency um, discussion. Basically, the, the reason I want to talk to Cliff so badly right now is you know, I'm going through all these mental gymnastics, all the scenarios. What can we do if this happens, this happens, this happens? Um, Cliff's been on Twitter. I think he's running out of Twitter space. If they have a maximum amount of tweets you can send. Cliff, Cliff has it, literally, he's raised the, the red flag of warning to everybody. And so everybody should be thinking and acting as if this is a worst case scenario. 
Um, but I wanted to get them all also because I'm working on my timeline and, and the financial thing is kind of playing out. And I'm like, wait a minute, everything could get disrupted by what's going on with lockdowns and, you know, school closings. I mean, it'll start probably around here with school closings. You know, once one or two kids get it, everybody's going to grab their kids. Already happened in Washington State. We've got oh, high, really? high schools closed in Bothell. We've got two new high school age. They're not saying high school age students. They say attendees at schools or something, right? But two high school age students not in Bothell who have tested for it are self-isolating. One got ill, went to the school, was told by the nurse to go home. So he was there for some hours before he started getting really, really, really ill. So it's everywhere. So, and the schools around here are closing. The, the Bothell school, they close every day. So it has, because they're thinking that it is limited to the humans, okay? They are not taking into account that the stuff is on all of the surfaces in that building and will exist for nine days. And then every day they open it up again and get it reinfected. It's nine further days, bare minimum. Now, bare minimum, there's some stuff on the deep web that suggests this is really, really, really nasty protein with um, engineered capacity for long duration encapsulation. Okay, that was a new word that's come up, right? So I was always afraid of a bioweapon that would be based on biotin, which is the stuff that surrounds mushroom spores, okay? It's virtually impenetrable. Look at the problems they had decontaminating the anthrax, and that is a weak biotin form. And so I thought if anybody had ever engineered a biotin form into a, into a virus, we would be really, really, really screwed because we'd never be able to kill it. Even fire won't necessarily kill something encased in biotin. This, though, the virus here is vulnerable. It has many weak points. One of them does not appear to be the duration on surfaces. The encapsulation is saying as long as it's a moist room and as long as there is no UV penetration to the place where the protein is, there is nothing that's going to disrupt it. So if it doesn't dry out, and if it doesn't get irradiated with UV radiation, it won't break apart on a surface. Viruses don't jump from species to species as a rule. They will, they do mutate, but the odds are very difficult, or the odds are extremely small for a, an effective mutation to show up in a virus. So what kills the seasonal flu every year is the stuff is continually mutating inside you. Or 100% of all those mutations are weaker than the version that got you infected. Mm -hmm. And so they don't reinfect you, they die off, and you've got an antibody that is greater than all of those mutations. In this, we, we don't develop antibodies, so we will never have a vaccine. We have to bear that in mind. That we'll have to have some other approach. This this virus is it, it actually appears to be stable. It does not appear to be prone to mutations. Again, more indications of it being engineered. Mm -hmm. But that also is a good thing because at least if it is stable in its weirdness, we can learn all about it and then not be subjected to mutations that would make us have to relearn all of that. Right? Here's some interesting things about this virus. It has four signatures in its envelope. It has the coronavirus, which is the virus that affects pigs, chickens, dogs, humans, cats, any, basically any mammal with an advanced uh, or advancing uh, vagus nervous system. Okay? It does not affect amphibians, doesn't affect lizards, that kind of a thing. Right? This coronavirus, our, our COVID-19, has coronavirus as its core envelope, mm -hmm. but it won't go to dogs. 
the rarity of that is going to be extremely small. They won't ever get sick from it, okay? This virus has three other signatures in the envelope in which that protein exists. Those three signatures are what are fooling our bodies and why we don't get uh, antibodies. So follow me on this, okay? So uh, the virus comes along and it gloms onto your cell, all right? So obviously, part of that virus is sticking to the cell itself. Mm -hmm. That is how your body figures out the shape of the virus and makes what is known as an immunoresponse protein, an antibody, okay? So it's making the antibody based on the shape that it's feeling, the receptors that are being hooked into and so on. This virus, though, is presenting a coronavirus envelope to your body with either an HIV inclusion or a MERS inclusion or a SARS inclusion, but not all three will be presented to your body at the same time. So your body, if it gets hit with the side of that virus envelope that has the HIV inclusion, is going to make an immunoprotein that is specific to the virus shape with the HIV inclusion. It's but like a super bioweapon. Correct. But if the other one of the other two happen to hit it the next time, it will have no immunoresponse to the MERS or the SARS that are in that same coronas, coronavirus oh, envelope. It. So it's engineered, okay? And anybody that comes on up and, and is denying that kind of to me, uh, if they've got a hard mask, I'm going to kick them in the nuts. Otherwise, I'm going to just smack them in the face and go on because I can't waste my time with these fuckers because they're dead. I mean, I hate to say it right now, but if Jason if does, if Joe doesn't change his attitude, he and all of his people are going to die. He and his entire family are going to die from this. 100% of all uh, videos made by foreign journalists in country in China have to have a supervisor there. They have to be scripted before they're made. So they're all faked if they're coming out of any kind of a, a journalist that has an official connection to CCP at any time. And those are what Joe is keying on. They, yeah, of course they're scripted. Of course it looks fake because the, the journal is trying to get some information through the filter of the Chinese party. But if you go look at the ones, I saw videos last night. Uh, I think some of them are on the regular web now. But I saw one video where this guy is walking through. He's got a heavy-duty mask on. He's wearing swimming goggles. He's got his ears plugged up. And he's got this little tiny, I guess, glued to his face thing for a microphone to go into his mouth. And he's walking along with a, uh, with a GoPro camera in a building in Wuhan, and he's not supposed to be out there. This guy is really brave. If they caught him, they would probably haul him off or shoot him dead. But he was walking around with a GoPro-type camera in this building, and there were 104 apartments. Only one is still occupied. It was 100% maxed out before the virus. So 103 families are no longer in that building. He walks around the building, and there's only one apartment that's got any light on it. Oh, really? The whole building has electricity. He says the reason he went to that building was because uh, he lives across the street and down a ways, and he's been filming the removal squads going into that building. Yeah. And these are people in inadequate PPE suits, yeah. you know, the, the ty Tyvek suits. They're going to get exposed, but they're in there hauling out bodies. And so, I, I was talking to a guy in China who uh, works as a senior manager in a bicycle tire factory. And uh, I happened to connect to him uh, through the deep web. He very uh, studied individual in English, uh, young kid. I think he's probably in his early 20s, hoped to travel uh, for his company and do 
sales things to America, wanted to travel, and, and he's really freaked out. They've opened his factory four times since they closed it. Every time they open it up, he goes through the same routine. He knows now that, it, that he has to show up because he's a manager, and if he doesn't, he doesn't get to keep his job. And he's really scared. He says he sweats the whole time he's there, and, he, and it freaks him out because he's afraid someone will think he has a fever, but it's just fear. I won't go into all the details. They opened it up four times. Every single time, they would come up against the fact that they didn't have a critical component on a, on a key line and or a critical person that knew how to do something. Everybody would stand around for four or five hours because they were directed to be there by the local party chief to get back to work, and then they would all go home. So they've done this four times over this last month. He thinks that they'll stop doing that in a month or so. And he thinks that he's calling his little area outside of um, uh, Hubei uh, province a ghost town. And he says he doesn't see people in the streets. Uh, he, he's no longer even stopped by checkpoints when he has to walk to his factory. Uh, he's going to start, he's thinking, saying his phone can't get charged so he won't have to go to the factory anymore uh, because he thinks it's really useless. There have been no truck deliveries to any factory in his area. They're lucky because they're rural enough that they get uh, veggies and, and meat through local farmers, right? And eggs and that kind of thing. Uh, they don't depend on stuff out of the big city, but they're not getting it. His expectation is that if he had everything he needed and his workforce healthy, and he doesn't even know how many of them are still alive. He hasn't seen a lot of them since this thing began over a month ago for him. But he said if he had all of that and it might take them four months to clean up because two months of a factory sitting there well, with no, no one coming on in and no goods coming on in. He says they've actually had animals come on in. They've got to clean up. And he says, you know, the CCP is now starting to talk about decontamination. He says if they have to do that, who knows how long that will add. But he's, he's thinking that maybe, maybe their factory will be producing a year and a half to two years from now. Uh, within the data sets, we had the regional bank failures that led to a giant real estate collapse globally. And so we're there now on that. We've actually even seen some of that here with some people starting to freak out and a lot of houses rushing onto the market like the last three days. You'll, you'll hear rumors out there that it's not a virus, that it relates to 5G, that if you don't have 5G, it's not going to activate in you. It's, uh, you're going to hear other people saying it's all from chemtrails. And the 5G activates the chemtrails, and they've been spraying the virus for years, and we've all got it, so don't sweat it. And that, that would seem to be reasonable, actually. I mean, I hate to say it, but that conspiracy theory actually does seem reasonable, that they've been spraying the virus. I don't think 5G is in any way related to this, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the 5G rollout in Milan, Carrie Cassidy and all these people that are touting the 5G stuff are just foolish. All right, they don't read the telco industry. They don't know anything about going on, what's going on with it. And they're just mounting off that is their basic fears. 5G in no way participated in this in Wuhan because most of the 5G rollout was done in the latter part of October and totally broken by the 15th of November. They were shutting the things down because the amount of radiation coming out of them actually drew the pollution through the device. And the pollution was so intense, they couldn't carry a clear signal feet, let alone the, the yards they needed to do it to get to the next receptor. Mm -hmm. Same thing is true of Milan, only Milan was a much smaller rollout. So, and the telcos have been bitching about 5G and the problems that they have to encounter just making it go out there. Black goo, free-floating artificial intelligence, interdimensional beings, blue avian space critters, none of these things relate to this disease. 
So you need to get real with this stuff. Now let's let's talk about getting real. Some of the the data sets that went along with the regional banking failure and the global um, uh, real estate crash also talked about the entire stable of the global elites in the Western world getting devastated. Not one in 10 dying, but maybe nine in dying because so many of them are so old. And the rumors, especially on the deep web, are really interesting. So there's rumors that Tom Cruise is in quarantine because he has it, all right, because of the exposure for the Mission Impossible filming. If that's the case, then my information from doctors in Pasadena and Hollywood is correct that they're dealing with it already in people that were in cruise that were on these shoots. Yeah, and they travel all the time. They're on airplanes. They, they travel throughout the world. Right, and the Pope has it now, okay? <clears throat> I, and, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and the rumors are that the Queen of England has it and her husband and all of these other people that also went and saw the Pope in these last 30 days. And there's also rumors that our political elite is literally actually themselves and quaking in their boots. Many of them, the, the ones that have any kind of smarts at all, are now too afraid to go out of their houses and stuff. It is my expectation that most of the Democratic candidates will drop out or die over these next couple of months. I don't know that we'll have an election. I don't know that there will be many people within the political system to vote for. If, if this is the sun disease, as was described in our data sets, we will first lose most of the Democratic Party. will just kind of like dissolve and everybody will be left wondering what's going on. There won't be an election. We'll bumble through as more and more and more of the elite die off and other people just kind of like step in to do the work until we come through the other side of this, which is, as I say, three to five years out. There'll be like rolling waves where, so yeah, I, I think I remember that from the data. Say starts in China and then rolls to Europe Around and then the, the U.S. And then, yep. and, then, and then things will calm down and everybody thinks, oh, we're past it and then it'll start up again. Okay, and this is what happens. China mobilized instantly as though it was a bioweapon. They knew from day one a bioweapon had been released. Patient zero worked in the Wuhan level four biolab, China's only level four biolab. So the very first person to get sick got sick in the biolab, not in market. Okay, so they knew it was a biolab. They mobilized as though they were going to war in a way they have never done. No country has. No country has. And this is a bigger mobilization for China than the Cultural Revolution, So, which altered their course for 40 or 50 years. Now we're in a situation where the carbon footprint of China has decreased 25% in three weeks. I expect it'll decrease another 25% in the next three to four weeks. And then maybe we'll stabilize if we're, if we're lucky. So the virus has taken out more global warming human inputs than Greta's bitching and moaning could ever do. If we'd done everything Greta wanted, we would only be at about 6% of the reduction of the USA's carbon footprint. And we'd be bankrupt, and a lot of us would be dying anyway. But, but China reduced theirs by 25% in three weeks. Mm. Greta's plan would have us reduced to 6 down by 6% in three years. So, so look at the impact of this. So we are truly in the worst-case scenario right now. It's just that us guys here are lucky in that we have some foreknowledge and a little bit of time before it rolls over us.
I think that the phony falls away. I think this is such a, I think this is a humanity level crisis. But I think that there will be a number of, of companies and individuals and stuff that will just say, nothing I can do now. I'm not even going to work to prepare that damn report because I will get exposed. I know of people that in the last four days have quit senior positions at uh, tech companies. And I'm talking senior positions because these guys are my age. And, and the money was rolling in. There would be no reason for oh, them to quit. No. Yeah, this one guy is making over a million a year. He has already reserved a space for himself, his family, his pets, and his gear, all of his cargo and stuff, or on a private jet. And he'll be leaving from Washington State this next week, early yeah. this next week. It is now certain that all humans, and sometimes in the, at some point in their life, will be exposed to it. Mm -hmm. The expectation from the people that should know whether they're lying to us or not, I can't ascertain. But what they're saying is that maybe 60 to 70% of all the people that are exposed to it will get it. And then they go on to try and qualify it and say that of those that are exposed to it, 76% will have very mild symptoms, if that. Now, the problem with the, that statement, and that statement is great. I love to hear it. It means that only 14% of the old farts like us are going to keel over. It means that if you're in your 50s and older, you're at risk. But hopefully people below that aren't at risk. But this is bullshit. The people that are dying in Iran are between late 20s and 40s. There are males dying at the rate of 6 to 4 to females. There's okay. not a lot of kids either. No, that's, that's the beauty part of this, this wave. Okay, so let me explain. The way a bioweapon is designed, it's designed to go through and take out all of the military-age men and ancillary, any uh, military-aged women that share high testosterone level and thus could be considered to be combatants. So it wants to target people from 19 to 40. This one is starting to go there. The way that the reason it is so bad to deal with a bioweapon is that these things are not opportunistic, not mutations. They're designed for a specific effect. So consider what will happen. The first wave goes through and all of the people that are susceptible, it will clear out the senior management, all the older people that have knowledge and the ability to, to get things done in terms of organizing. It'll also clear out all of the effective people that are your workaholics that are getting out there exposing themselves, the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, and so on. This particular class of people will be devastated, nine out of 10 removed. So the next time it comes around, all the young people and all the people that have had it before will die because there will be no sophisticated medical system for anything. And a lot of people will die of broken bones, infections, uh, systemic uh, sepsis, all different kinds of stuff, because the hospital system will fail under the load and because all of the people that are the doctors and stuff will die off. So that is what we face in the future, is a huge talent wipeout that will uh, kill many people as a follow-on in that second wave. The evil part of this virus is that, that people that get it once get no immunity. There is no consensus antibody being developed because of the three faces of it, right? The HIV, the MERS, and the SARS presenting each different phase or face to your body pr produces an antibody. But when they go and take antibodies out of a bunch of people to get the consensus antibody for this particular virus, which is how they develop a vaccine, is they find out the antibodies in your body and everything. They, they can't pull the antibodies, the immunoproteins out of your body and say, this one is for that virus. It doesn't work that way, right? There's no way they can specifically do that. They collect a bunch of them, spool them out of your blood and see what it works, which virus, which antibodies work on the virus 
within a, a petri dish environment. But they do that from a number of people to get a consensus antibody. But there isn't one being formed because I might form an antibody that is HIV immunospecific. You might get one for MERS. Somebody else gets one for SARS. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to pick one up. That being the case, when we come around this the second time, those people that have had it once may have an immunity to the HIV face of it, but not the SARS face. And they will have been weakened and scarred by the pneumonia. That's what's killing people now. That's what's on the rise in a huge way in a lot of these countries that refuse to report that they've got COVID, okay? They're reporting massive increases in pneumonia death. And this is something we really need to, to talk about here, okay? The, because this is how the people are actually dying. It's not shutting down your kidneys. Yeah, there's been a few multi-organ failures, but usually after the pneumonia has killed you. And so the pneumonia is twofold. Pneumonia is viral. So this thing produces a viral pneumonia in you. It starts filling up your lungs with fluid as your body reacts to and tries to kill the but what it has done ahead of that is that it's weakened your immune response to bacteria and amoebas. So at the same time you have viral pneumonia developing, you will also already by that point have developed bacterial pneumonia and maybe an, even an amoeba infestation. And so you're dying not really of the virus, but of the combination of them. You basically drown and there's very little that they can do for you. They're trying to oxygenate your blood outside your body and all of this kind of thing. So in my way of thinking, we have to be hardening ourselves to the virus as well as protecting ourselves against the secondary infections, which are the actual proximate cause of death. So those people that they can dampen down the viral activity on and keep the bacterial pneumonia from forming come out the other side of a serious condition. They may be scarred in their lungs, and they won't have immunity, so they're going to have to really work in getting themselves well again. But they, they would come out of this, and then they'll have to face 11 months, 12 months, 18 months down the road, another run-up against this virus. And if they don't take steps to correct what's happened to them, then they will succumb at that point because they just won't have the body capability of fighting this off. So, so I, as far as hardening yourself, the suggestions are a liposomal vitamin C? For someone my size, 170 pounds more or less, you only need to take four grams a day. Linus, Linus Pauling did not have that available to him when he came up with all of this stuff in the 50s and 60s, right? So he was taking between six and nine grams a day of non-liposomal vitamin C. Either way to get it up there. He lived to be 91 and he was never, ever, ever sick from his 50s. Okay. So for 40, 40 plus years, no illness. I have a sign out on my gate. No mask, no entry. And everybody so far is starting to freak out around me, including the cops down in the place we were talking about earlier, because I went on in there and offered them some masks, and that freaked their asses out. You won't, you won't have a 401k. You won't ever be able to cash out of a bank. Uh, the, our banking system is shot. If we go into a national lockdown and only suffer as bad as China, all of our political parties and all of our banking structure will collapse and we'll have oh, yeah. to rebuild from scratch. It's very convenient for them to say, oh, look, it's, it's the pandemic. Nope, stop, 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 stop. You don't, you don't think they no, are? No, because that, that deludes you. That gets you thinking that, about the conspiracies and all of that, right? And that distracts you from surviving this, right? That's what's happened to Jay Snip. He's got himself off in a squirrely little part of his mind that says that this is fake because of this one little tiny bit of evidence and because his mind is rebelling about what he's facing and the fact that he's got an infant son and everybody's still at risk and all of this, right? It is difficult 
as a male who's in charge of taking care of a family to accept, take this on board, internalize it, and not freak out and hide in a, in a catatonic state. So, but we can't say convenient. We can't say conspiracy. Who the f- cares? It doesn't all matter. Those, yeah. All those people are going to die. Mnuchin is dead. Okay. Joe Biden is dead. Hillary Rodney Clinton is dead. Bill Clinton is dead. Trump is probably dead. He's too, standing too close to these fuckers. Pence is dead. Have you seen what's happened to the Iranian High Council? Nine of them have it now. Of the 50 people that were in the room with the Ayatollah, they're all going to die. And I'm saying it in the past tense, it's just that they have yet to keel over for us. Tom Cruise, all of the elites are going to die. Most of the Hollywood people that have flown in the last 60 days are going to die. And, and now, those is, are just the ones that could die early. Is, is the, the mortality rate. I mean, if, you, if okay. you take the whole population and say, okay, you got the virus. I, I assume, I'm just going to assume everybody's going to get it at some point. Right. So you've got the virus. There's certain people who will get sick. A certain people will get really sick and a certain people who will die. Do you have any? And we, and we don't know. Here's the thing. Okay. China and all of our experts are saying 60 to 70% so the big range there will get it. And they're saying only 14% old farts will die. The rest will have mild conditions. They're lying. That's not what's being borne out by what's going on in Wuhan. Whole families are dying in Wuhan and have died in Hubei and all over China now. So I expect that 70% will get it. I expect that a staggering number of males will die out of that group at a weird range of ages that are, say, 10 and above, all right? From 10 years old on up, if you're a male, you're really going to get hammered by this, and a disproportionate number of those individuals will die. A disproportionate number of them will die because they have no inbuilt defenses. It may be that, that Trump, in his statement, is basically correct that this will dampen down as vitamin as, as, as our sunlight exposure increases in spring and summer and our vitamin D levels go up, we will be less susceptible to this virus and it will dampen down, although we'll still be dealing with it. That may actually happen. Now, a couple of things from that. That's the way seasonal flu goes away. It doesn't go away. It just goes down to really sick individuals that keep it going through summer and then it rebursts in fall when they come out and contact the rest of us whose immune systems are weak because we're not getting sunlight. That's the whole flow, the functioning of this seasonal thing. If that is correct, take vitamin D now. All right? Because How much that do is, you take of the vitamin D? I take, I take 10,000 units a day all through winter and now I'm upping it to 15,000. You can also get 50,000 units that are good for a week. I've got some of those coming for my relatives because I can't count on them to be taking all these pills every day. And also, there's some suggestion that vitamin C in giant amounts, when you get it, can help you. All right, so we need to remember this kind of thing. All of our elites are going to perish. The entire financial system will fall apart. And so, yeah, maybe at some point they'll do helicopter money. Is keep the banks going because some guy got his rent check, right? That's all. But there's no, not going to be any eggs to buy, no milk, you know, uh, produce and this sort of thing. Also, let me point something out. It's supposition. It's a speculation. I have some small amount of evidence for making this speculation. I have formed it as a conclusion, but I, I'm not certain about it, and I don't know that it's valid. Okay, so we have to understand it that way. But there seems to be a correlation between increased severity of impact on populations and the diets that those populations consume. All right, so I'll give you one example and then we can go on to something else. 
the Chinese, the Han Chinese, have vast numbers of Uyghur people, okay, Muslim herdsmen in northwest China of a different ethnic fate than the Han Chinese. And they have these guys in education camps by the million. And they're not dying, all right? These guys eat a diet that is basically kefir, goat's milk, and goat flesh, and very little vegetables and almost no carbs. So the Han Chinese, who are their guards and their jailers, are dying. But the, the prison camps themselves, where there should be vast numbers of people because of the unsanitary conditions, are not suffering. And there's over a million of these Uyghurs in uh, re-education camps. And the Han Chinese that are their masters are dying off. And it is so bad, that it has come to the attention of the CCP, and they're trying to reconcile what to do. Abandon it? Or send the army to take over the position of the um, of the dying guards, but they've already had, according to rumors, two major military mutinies. Let's, so let's give a little summary of one: vitamin D, vitamin C, chaga mushroom, cream antiviral. There is there is basically no better antiviral mushroom on the planet. If you get it, though, okay. If you get it, uh, chaga is a preventative. It'll dampen it down. It'll help you out. If you've gotten it, then you need to go the other route, okay? You can still take chaga. It will not hurt at all, and it'll uh, help your immune system tremendously. But you can add to that the – it's a word that means kerosene-like. Um, but you can add to that elderberry, huckleberry. They call them infinite berries around here. They're, they're like goji berries. They're a long blueberry. Any of these berries that have that particular kind of like feel in your mouth, right? It strips your mouth out. When you eat them, it sort of cleans your teeth and, and all of those kind of things. These berries produce a slickness in your lungs that is anti-pneumonia. You cough stuff up real easily and so on. And also, learn to breathe all the way down into your abdomen. If you're in fear, you will breathe in the top half of your lungs all the time. Short, shallow breaths. This is why your lungs would then fill up with stuff to cause pneumonia in the lower half. So make a point of forming a habit at least once every hour of a minute of deep breaths where you expand the abdomen and get the air all the way down. Stocks and then expel it. So you want to get rid of all of the, any potential for any of the stuff to accumulate in your stomach. In the Middle Ages, they actually, when they encountered people with pneumonia, it wasn't always successful. But even in severe cases, they could mechanically, you know, basically bash the body and force the, the guy to be able to, to cough it up. Hmm. There's also uh, eusnea. That's a, a lichen, okay? We have that lichen growing all over the northwest coast here. You can get this lichen off the trees, brush off any bugs or anything, and you can wash it, and then you can make a tea out of it, and it goes sort of gelatinous. It's full of vitamin C, it's full of all kinds of vitamins, and it's a huge expectorant, okay? You can also buy it online. Probably not many people are getting it. U-S-N-E-A. And it's a lichen, and it's green and sort of stringy, like you know, like little noodles or something. Okay. And, it, and it turns into this gelatinous, yucky kind of a soup. But I was out working out in the woods once. Was out there for three or four days. Had a terrible case of flu, and a local Indian guy made me some of that. I was uh, back cutting and setting choke chains and working and stuff. Three hours later, coughed up everything, and I was just lying there in a fever and the whole thing when I took it. So I was quite impressed with it, and it makes it gives you a slickness, this weird feeling in your lungs that everything is slick and smooth. And, and boy, when you cough stuff up, you cough stuff up. So uh, also the, the other thing on my list is C60. 
Yeah. Is that just continuous before, during, yeah. after? Every, every day you just take your regular dose of it. Here's the thing about it. If you take C60, I've noticed those people I've given the C62 just don't get regular flu. They just don't get sick. They go year after year. I've, I've not had regular flu in so long, I just don't remember it. But uh, people that take the C60, they don't get the regular flu, and the C60 is antiviral in the way in which it deals with the uh, clean out of all of the stuff in the cells. So uh, as part of the process of the virus replicating in your cell, it produces a lot of oxidative residue. And that oxidative residue waste is cleaned out by the C60, which in the process interrupts the virus in its glomming onto your protease and, re and, and telling your cell to recreate it. And that's why chaga mushroom works. Chaga mushroom makes your cell protease not effective for the virus to reproduce in because it dampens down the protease that would allow the HIV to replicate. And this, I think, is the, and scientists can go on in and they'll backfill me on this, but uh, I think this is the weakness of the virus. It's its strength because it presents one face to you or another face or a third face, so your body doesn't know what to build a defense against. However, if you get something off the shelf, so to speak, an herbal that would prevent any of those three faces from getting protease to re replicate, then the whole virus is eaten up by your white cells and die. Chaga dampens down the ability of the, of the body to produce protease that allows HIV to replicate. Ergo, coronavirus with an HIV inclusion in its envelope that creates an HIV-like signature that demands an HIV-like protease can't replicate. So what dosage? No more than a gram a day for somebody our size, okay? No more than a gram a day for any adult because it builds up oxalates and can shut down your kidneys, all right? Give you kidney stones and stuff, right? For kids, you've got to be really careful on any and all mushrooms, especially the medicinals for kids. What I recommend is that you take the chaga powder and or a capsule and take the powder out and make a cup of tea and then dilute that cup of tea in half with water and then take out a tablespoon and give it to the child. And then four or five or six hours later, if there's no effect, no skin issues or any kind of an allergy kind of a thing, give them another one and then build it up to where they can take a, if they're like, say, 50 pounds, uh, they should be able to consume half to a full cup of a regular non-concentrated chaga tea a day. If they're under 50 pounds, you'll be dealing with it in terms of tablespoons a day, but uh, it's very, very, very potent. So a tablespoon a day in a small kid is, is going to be more effective than a gram a day in meat. Over the next six months, how do you see in the U.S., how do you see this rolling out? Is it every week's going to get worse? When do you see, first of all, the U.S. is going to have to deal with this as a, more, as a bigger problem at some point. You're seeing more and more cases being discovered. Are we talking from your point of view on the spreading of the virus and the, and the social side of it, the recognition that this is a bigger problem than what they're telling? Are we talking weeks, months, or six months? I hope we have weeks. I hope we have weeks. The sooner we realize it's a bioweapon and start dealing with it that way as adults, the sooner we can get over and beyond this. Absent that, on March 6th, we start entering into the severe shortage stage. And that's just the beginning of it on March 6th. And that's because China has shut down shipping from, for the last two months? Exactly. We're already there now with a lot of medicines. A lot of medicines simply are not available now because their key components ran out a month ago because the Chinese stopped shipping them a month before that. Mm -hmm. So the severe shortages start in on March 6th. 
at some point, those shortages will impact officialdom, whether it impacts the officialdom at a personal level in their daily life or whatever, they will escalate it at that point to a greater level of crisis. But how long it will take them to escalate it from the first of the shortages to bioweapon, I don't know. But during that period of time, we can expect it will get continuously worse, probably doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling kind of thing until we stand up one day and say, it's a bioweapon, let's get real and deal with it. At that stage, you can expect a lot of social blowback. It'll okay. probably waste, waste a whole week of thrashing around. As maybe, and then martial law will kick in correct, at some point. Correct, correct, all of that. But we need it, okay? That's why I mean, we have to be adult about this. We have to say that, yeah, I've got rights, but my rights don't mean squat to me if, if my rights kill my family or I, I die because I'm insisting on being righteous uh, when I need to be practical. For me, this is practicality. Now, I live through the Berlin airlift, all right? So I've seen mass social responses to what was then a political crisis. We need to have that Berlin airlift mindset now for ourselves. People are so divided on the politics side, which doesn't mean anything, but if Trump says something that the Democrats are going to instantly say, no, you're just blowing it out of proportion or vice versa, people will tend to do what their tribe says to do. But so, you, that, won't, that won't matter, okay, because we look at it this way. And I can tell you right now, definitively, tomorrow is March 1. By the end of March, by March 31, politics will not matter. There will be so many in the senior Democratic elite that are quarantined, dead, ill, or self-isolating that they won't even pop up to say squat. Okay, all the major media will, I don't want to say they're shut down, but all the faces will go away. Everybody, you know, the Don Lemons, the, you know, any, any person you care to name will be absent from TV. They will not dare go into a, into a studio. They will not dare walk out of their apartment to go and do anything in terms of a um, on-site public appearance, anything. Any, anything, anything at all. And they will actually be dying at a faster rate than the elites. But it is because of the MSM and because they were the interface into the elites that, that whole, those two whole cohorts are going to pass away. I've been desperately trying for a long time to get Joe Rogan's attention so that he will not do this comedy show, so that he will not put his family and stuff at risk and give all these other people in these big crowds and put them at risk. We have to change our whole social order for probably three to five years. No public any damn thing. Two people gathering, you know. I mean, in that scenario, I can see it now. People, you know, locking their doors and hunkering down. Will the, the internet infrastructure still be in place to so that we can spread information? How much that will be the do? that will be the major in my opinion that will be the major priority of the civil service. They will do a couple of things diligently, even unto the point of heroism. They will attempt to keep electricity on. They will attempt to keep sewage and water working. They will attempt to keep whatever foods are available flowing. We're lucky here in the U.S. We'll stop eating all of these carbo-sugar things, and we'll go to real food, but we can produce that here. Okay, so we're going to have to shift because we've gotten into this long-haul distribution, and that'll have to go away just because of contamination issues beyond anything else. But we can recover from that part of it. Many nations will have it, find it very difficult. There will be starvation throughout the world. As many farmers are shut down, distribution systems break down. Bear in mind, we're only basically two months into this. Really four if you count when it was released on October 19th in Wuhan in the, when patient zero came out of that lab. But even at four months, 
we're looking at something that may affect us for 100 years. So we're in the first four months. When I asked you to give a little talk, and we were talking about the future, and, and I asked you, and kind of jokingly, hey, will we survive this? And you're like, to be determined. I, so I've been going back and watching that. This is turning into exactly what you're saying, but to live through it for, for a long time. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I didn't want to be right. <laughs> but you being right has saved a lot of people, and I, I, this information needs to get out there as well. I'll see you. Needless to say, Cliff was really, really upset about this. Now, anything else I say is going to be anticlimactic, but now we've got to go into the next category, which is the liberal psychosis. It's about the party of racism, intolerance, anger, hate, and fear. The thing that I've discovered in the years I've been doing this show is that the racists in the United States are almost always black. It's very few whites that are actually racist. It's always blacks that I have found. There's a professor, obviously a black professor at Trinity, Trinity College. His name is Johnny Eric Williams. He's been expelled from schools. He's been fired. He's been put on leave, quote unquote, because he is a black racist. And he has come out and said that whiteness is terrorism. That just being white, you're automatically a terrorist because whites are born racist. This is typically insane, and it only comes from blacks, and the mainstream media only allows it to come from blacks. If this same kind of crap came out of the mouth of a white man or or a, a, a Mexican, uh, they wouldn't put up with it. Oh, let's see. Now, this I have seen numerous times. In fact, there's a couple websites, and I've posted them before. These are called hate hoaxes. This is where a black person does something that makes uh, everyone think that uh, white people are, are, are hate him. Uh, Jews do the same thing. Blacks and Jews do this. Not uh, We haven't found anybody else, and whites sure as hell don't do it. So she decided to uh, get some in, uh, media in, uh, attention and so carved a bunch of white pride statements into the sidewalk outside of this black-owned gym. Of course, she got caught because, guess what? There's cameras everywhere. Speaking of the word black, this is a this is disgusting, and this has gotten to the point now that it's, it is literally a joke. CBS says that any term with the word black in it is racist. Black Monday, black sheep, blackballing, black male, blacklisting, they're racist, and they all refer to black people. And I'm thinking these people are out of their damn mind. I I mean literally, they're out of their mind. This is why this is known as the liberal psychosis. Psychosis is a, uh, a mental break with reality. And these people, their reality is so disgusting and evil that I'm astounded. Joe Biden. Now, it's the Democrat nomination is, is between two old white men, which is the one thing that uh, Democrats have always said they hated. So I guess they're lies, the liars and hypocrites. So two old white men, Joe Biden and the communist. So we have a... Uh, how do I put this? We have a Alzheimer socialist and a, a communist with an afro. I, I don't know what else to, how else to say these things, but 
Joe Biden says that it's America's idea. Uh, it's, it's their responsibility to restore world order. Restoring world order is an American responsibility. Of course, he says a lot of other things, too. And the more he talks, the stupider he sounds. And it just it's getting worse and worse. His handlers want any reason to never have him do a debate with anyone. In fact, they don't want him to even talk more than five to ten seconds at a time before he puts both feet in his mouth and then starts dancing. So they're calling to shut down the primary and just give it to give it to him. Just just give it to Biden because everybody knows he's going to win. Everybody knows he's going to win, and everybody knows that he's going to beat Trump. There's an easy way to do it, and they know how to do it in Pennsylvania. They've got over 1,600 dead Democrats that are going to vote uh, this year. This is now when a uh, state controller or anybody in charge of the voting rolls in any state, when they go up and they say, well, we need to cull, uh, clean out these rolls because there's so many people that are dead and so many people that have moved. We need to verify every single one of these votes. Well, that's <laughs> that's called, uh, uh, well, it's called all kinds of things, but the, the Democrats come out to say that, that you're trying to uh, restrict voting. You're trying to affect voting rights. Voting rights. Voting rights. Which is a Democrat's term for cheating. So you have over 1,600. This, is just, this, was, this was just a small test to see how many dead voters were still registered. They found 1,600 in Pennsylvania. Oh, because of this coronavirus, this Wuhan virus that's kicking up, mayors and governors are giving themselves all kinds of emergency powers. So the mayor in Illinois, it's a communist female, Champaign, Illinois, Mayor Deborah Frank Feenan has decided that she's going to give herself the right to uh, ban the sale of firearms and ammunition and, among other restrictions also, including a ban on the sale of alcohol and the sale or giving away of gasoline or other liquid flammable or combustible product. What the hell is all that about? And, you know, I really don't care. Who gives themselves the quote-unquote right to take weapons away? That is in, well, in emergency situations, you can't say that's in direct violation of the Constitution because the Constitution is put aside in emergency declarations. In other words, it reverts back to the individual who says, uh, you're going to take my what? And that's a, that's what you have to do. The head commie for the, the uh, House Pelosi, you know, Trump said, I want a couple billion dollars for this this uh, virus that's going on. So you guys put it together, will you? So this piece of lukewarm canine excrement, along with the other piles in the litter box called the the house, started to pump that thing so full of crap, it, it went from 2.5 to 8.3 billion dollars so fast you wouldn't believe and under the guise of protecting people, Speaker Pelosi is working to make sure taxpayer dollars are spent covering abortions. So she's pumping, illegally pumping pork and hidden funding and bills all into this stuff. And, and I don't know, nobody's going to read this stuff. This is the problem. The congressmen and the senators don't really read these bills. They they ask their staff, would you please do me a, 
you know, give me a give me a, a, a outline of the bill, please. And their staff can be liberal. Even Republicans are stupid enough to hire Democrats. Even their staff could be liberal and lie to them. It's too late. They signed it. So this is what the communists are trying to hope for in the new in the funding bill, which really hasn't passed yet, but it's working on it. I've talked quite a bit about how the schools in the United States are promoting perversion, sexual promiscuity, uh, sexual per- perversions, and, and, and all of this crap. It uh, came out that Wisconsin has been teaching the children to have dre- gender transitions. In other words, they're teaching little boys that they should be a little girl. They're teaching little girls that, sh- that they should be little boys. And this is in the Madison Metropolitan School District. This is this is a these people should not just be chastised. They should be fired and banned from ever working with children the rest of their lives. And this is the whole school district. And any school district that we come into that we find this going on, they should be fired forever. New Jersey. This guy was uh, driving home from work. He's a he's a security guard. He's licensed to uh, carry a gun. So he gets pulled over and they find out that he has special ammunition in his in his weapon. Well, they have this jo- this this law in New Jersey about ammunition that's too dangerous. I'm like, what? What is the purpose of a bullet? It's to put a hole in something. That's the purpose of a bullet. Put a hole in a can, put a hole in a target, put a hole in a in a uh, a moose, put a hole in a man. So when you're a cop or security guard or in the military, you want to have, uh, you want to put a hole in in a, in a human usually uh, that stops them from doing whatever they're doing. In New Jersey, they don't see that way. Uh, they they fell for this crap, and uh, so they banned hollow point bullets. They have a prohibition on hollow point self defense ammunition. Any person other than a law enforcement officer or persons engaged in activities pursuant to subsection F of blah, 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 who knowingly has in his possession any hollow nose or dumb, dumb bullet is guilty of a crime of the fourth degree. So this guy has a license to carry a gun, and they popped him on a charge of illegal bullet. There's a bunch of... I'm, I'm just... Every show I have to tell you how astounded I am. The Democrats are nothing more than, I mean, they, they literally are full-fledged communists. Everything Trump does is wrong, and they do it differently. Everything Trump does is because he's crazy, and he needs to leave the office. Everything Trump does is against the American people. This is what I hear all the time. Factcheck.org. The Democrats have been misleading the world on coronavirus claims about how Trump fired a bunch of people who could have been helping them. And, it, you know, this is all BS. That's exactly the main thing is that Trump cut a program for pandemic uh, defense. 100% lie. This program is funded every year, but it didn't get to funding in the House because... Well, the communists there were so busy attacking Trump. So he, 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 he didn't, it never showed up on his desk. And the Democrats say he defunded the CDC. He defunded them. 
blah, blah, blah. This is what we have to put up with. This is the kind of psychosis that we have with what they call themselves Democrats. But if you look up and do a little research, you will find the best of Democrats are just plain socialists. Now we're going to get into government threat. This is the category where things that occur that seem to be threatening from our government or another government. Like, this. on one hand, this sounds pretty cool. The Army needs so many people now. One of the things that, that recruiters are finding is that somebody comes to them and says, you know, I'm thinking of going into the military, but I got this school loan that I got to repay. The recruiter says, well, you know what? Just go go pay the loan off and then come back. Now the Army is offering to repay college loans if they go in the infantry. So if you want to, if you want to get your college loan paid off, go join the Army. The only reason that they would do something like that is they're going to need a lot of military grunts, a lot of people on in the infantry, really, really soon. It's in the National Guard. Now, st- st- many of you are in the National Guard, and depending where you are, you might have got a call that says you have a 24-hour notice to be uh, ready in case you're needed to, to help fight the virus, whatever that means, or many of you have already been called up. I don't know if you know this, but every every member of the National Guard is about to be activated in the United States to aid in this. They're going to need people to drive trucks, to make deliveries. They're going to need people to do things to keep everyone else alive. I got on the rumor line. This is just the rumor line. And this was about four days ago that there's over 75 people in the U.S. military with the Wuhan virus. Now, I've got no verification on that, but I do have verification that there are nine members as of yesterday in the U.S. military that were suffering from the virus. In fact, the Department of Defense came out last night at midnight, as far as we can tell, and announced restrictions on domestic travel for all service members and civilians, effective Monday. And basically what that means, they're placing restrictions on all domestic travel, including permanent change of station moves and temporary duty assignments, and it goes into effect Monday. That means where you are is where you're staying. It's it's a lockdown by the Department of Defense. So there's things happening in the background to federal employees, and that's what the military are. These same things are going to be happening to the civilians in the rest of the United States in a short time, as soon as they can figure out how to pick up a turd by the clean end. One of my listeners sent me an article. I read this, and this is from Public Health, Department of Health and Human Services. This is an act. It's called the PREP Act. And I'll have this posted so mine's smarter than mine can look at it and go, oh, crap. And basically what it says is that everyone who supplies the government with equipment, um, drugs, personnel, cannot be sued if people die. And this comes out by the Department of Health and Human Services. This pretty much protects everyone who is going to be handling uh, this whole Wuhan virus thing, whether it's it's uh, taking care of you in a hospital, giving you an injection of something, squirting a new virus, virus or, or antivirus into your arm, uh, machinery, 
all of this stuff. And it basically, I mean, it's long. And it's protecting them. It's saying, you're not, you know what? You're not responsible. There is a contingency in here for people who have died or been ma- massively physically damaged. Uh, you just basically file a claim and they'll say yes or no and pay it that way. But this is something to take a look at. Oh, by the way, Mexico is considering closing its borders so us infected gringos can go down into Mexico and infect them. Isn't that sweet? They don't want to close their borders going north, but they will close them headed south. Now we're in the category of Trump. On March 13th, Trump declared a national emergency. After consulting with our top government health professionals, I have decided to take several strong but necessary actions to protect the health and well-being of all Americans. To keep new cases from entering our shores, we will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday at midnight. These restrictions will be adjusted subject to conditions on the ground. There will be exemptions for Americans who have undergone appropriate screenings, and these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo, but various other things as we get approval. Anything coming from Europe to the United States is what we are discussing. These restrictions will also not apply to the United Kingdom. At the same time, we are monitoring the situation in China and the South Korea. And as their situation improves, we will reevaluate the restrictions and warnings that are currently in place for a possible early opening. Earlier this week, I met with the leaders of health insurance industry who have agreed to waive all co-payments for coronavirus treatments, extend insurance coverage to these treatments, and to prevent surprise medical billing. We are cutting massive amounts of red tape to make antiviral therapies available in record time. These treatments will significantly reduce the impact and reach of the virus. Additionally, last week I signed into law an $8.3 billion funding bill to help CDC and other government agencies fight the virus and support vaccines, treatments, and distribution of medical supplies. Testing and testing capabilities are expanding rapidly day by day. We are moving very quickly. The vast majority of Americans, the risk is very, very low. Young and healthy people can expect to recover fully and quickly if they should get the virus. The highest risk is for elderly population with underlying health conditions. The elderly population must be very, very careful. In particular, we are strongly advising that nursing homes for the elderly suspend all medically unnecessary visits. In general, older Americans should also avoid non-essential travel in crowded areas. My administration is coordinating directly with communities with largest outbreaks, and we have issued guidance on school closures, social distancing, and reducing large gatherings. Smart action today will prevent the spread of the virus tomorrow. Of course, the communists in the House and Senate all said he said the wrong words, and he doesn't mean what he says, and and uh, he's a racist uh, for blaming China. I mean, I mean, on and on and on. You can find it. And I'm astounded that humans actually listen to these people speak. 
Trump's doing what he can do. And as a matter of fact, I literally I've been hearing how how he's really racist more than before. So I'm looking around and on YouTube, I found this interesting clip of Jimmy Kimmel. He's he's a so-called communist uh, comedian. And there was a very astute answer and, or response to a, a little quip that he said. You truly are the best president since Abraham. Thank you. Man, you're the first black president. <laughs> I guess orange really is the new black. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, I'm Mark Little. I see you peeked into our little meeting with the president last week. It was an honor to be there. And I want to tell you why. I think Donald Trump is really the best president since Abraham Lincoln. I know that sounds like an audacious statement, but as an African-American, our unemployment rate is historically twice that of white Americans. Under this president, Mr. Kimmel, we are experiencing one of the most amazing economic surges of modern history. I know you make a lot of money, and I know it probably doesn't affect you, and maybe you'll find some creative ways to pay less in taxes. But the average American, under this president, our lives are better. You can joke about that if you want to, but it's the truth. Black Americans, Latinos and women, are at work at higher rates than ever before. Find a way to make a joke about that. Americans are better off, Mr. Kimmel, under this president. African Americans are receiving their loved ones from jail because of the First Step Act and prison reform. Kitchen tables around America are different today because some loved ones who had life sentences have a second chance under this president. Under this president, Mr. Kimmel, opportunity zones are revitalizing our communities. People are waking up and they're seeing change. Change that gives them dignity. Change that restores hope in America. Make a joke about that. The first Republican president responsible for freeing the slaves under the Emancipation Proclamation did a great work. And I dare you to find another president who has been so committed to the cause of African-Americans in this country. Now, of course, you may cite Lyndon Baines Johnson or Kennedy because of the Civil Rights Acts, 1964, 1965. But if you do that, please do pull up the rolls and find out that it was only because of Republican votes that those bills passed. Lyndon Baines Johnson was one of the biggest racists in the Senate. In fact, he said, if we get this legislation passed, we'll have these niggas voting for us for the next 200 years. Make a joke about that, Mr. Kimmel. Donald Trump is changing lives of all Americans, but he's changing the lives of black Americans in particular. And I'm proud to stand with him and for him. And I'm proud that I had the opportunity to pray over him. He needs protection, part because of people like you, who seem to think it's fodder to avoid the truth of how Americans and our lives are better. It's not a joke, but keep making all the money you can, and I hope that you pray that we do too, because we want the American dream just like you. The sad thing about all of this stuff that we're getting from the from the left, these are, these are the, the words that they want us to use, the left. The communists, the Democrats, the socialists, I don't care. They're all lower forms of life as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't change. It doesn't matter who's doing what, what's killing people, how bad society is. These creatures will still attack anything that's good. They will still make fun of anything that is righteous. They will still invalidate anything that can help mankind improve himself. Instead, they want victims. They want everyone around them to be part of the victim class. As I've said many times, the blacks were freed by Abraham Lincoln from the 
plantations in the South, and the Democrats moved them as soon as they could into the concrete plantations in the East. That way they can create and keep the victim class of black. They want all victim classes. And if you listen to these people talk, you do not have to know who they are. You don't have to know if they're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Socialist, Communist. You don't have to know any of that stuff. All you have to do is listen to them. When they start saying that one class is is better than they are, that workers, that's one of the words, workers deserve more uh, free, um, fair, that they should get more for what they do. Uh, it should be an entitlement. I mean, it's on and on and on. There's a whole list. I mean, you can go find this list online. But these people are nothing more than, they're, they're the lures. They're... They're the uh, the bait that is used by communism. And before it was called communism, it was still there for thousands of years. It's a path of least resistance for the human soul. To be conservative, to be, oh, you know, I can't even, I can't say to be Republican, but to be a conservative, you, if you understand the definition of that word, is not an easy task. You actually have to work at it. You, it's easy to be a Democrat, socialist, or communist. All you have to do is suck out your brain and pump in propaganda and exist solely with that propaganda. I just hope that I'm able to give enough information out that a thinking man and woman can evaluate for their own life what's up and down, what's right and left, what's wrong, and what's real. So I'll be here as often as I can, as long as I can. I'll try and keep giving you information to improve your life and to make everything around you a little less dangerous. I'll give you all the information I can, again, for as long as I can. Uh, Go to my website, survivalenterprises.com, se1.us, buy stuff. We have things that people have talked about and have said to you can keep you alive. Oregano oil, the old Indian cough syrup. This stuff is real. This is not make-believe stuff. I have Immune Boost, which does exactly what, I, what its, its title says. Colloidal silver. I have all kinds of stuff here. Go to, go to the website. Look around. If you have questions, 800-753-1981. We're here to help you. 800-753-1981. This is the Armchair Survivalist signing off. Keep your nose in the air, your ear to the ground. I know in this day and age it's dangerous to do either. And hopefully I'll see you next week.